0: Saria. Hi, Mariam, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, just chilling. Okay, so I wanted to start by
1: talking about Rami. We both finished God. watching it. I've wanted to talk about Rami with someone for so long, and I feel like none of my friends have finished it yet, and I'm so glad that you finished it so I could finally talk about it with someone.
0: I feel likewise. So I'm going to give a spoiler warning because mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about all of it Um and last time i had only seen the first four episodes last night i finished with the finale which was very exciting it was really good as you told me it would be yeah yeah
1: i like finished it the last i think i feel like the second half of the season was incredible and i just like crunched through it in two days like i feel like the first half of the season was pretty good and i was watching like one episode a night and i kind of took a pause after episode five because it was like kind of a weird episode but then like the rest of the episodes are incredible so
0: definitely it's awesome should
1: we give a background about what it's about
0: yes why don't you do it okay
1: so Rami is a show on Hulu there are now two seasons it's like 10 episodes a season 30 minutes per episode and it's about um an Egyptian Egyptian Muslim American guy in his late 20s living in New Jersey with his family and it just kind of explores the experience of being both Arab and Muslim American and the challenges that come with that and just like him being very lost with his identity and his spirituality. Um, So it's a really incredible show. I mean, I was drawn to it at first because I feel like there are very few shows with a protagonist like that who is both right. Arab and Muslim American and what I find incredible is that so many of my like I, I know I was yearning for that personally and I realized that so many of my other Arab and Muslim American friends were yearning for that to the point that when season two was like when the drop date for season two was announced on when Rami the director of the show announced the drop of season two on Instagram yeah. all my friends are putting it on their stories or all my Arab friends and Muslim friends are like resharing it on their stories and I feel yeah. like that doesn't happen with any other show except for like maybe like Game of thrones or something that's like a really big that's a really big cult following so it just yeah. shows that like people were yearning for that storyline which was just told in a really authentic way
0: yeah that's a pretty good synopsis yeah i mean i want to kind of talk about like our general feelings about the show mm-hmm. and like this season and then i want to delve into like more specific um scenes because i have like a list of some that i'm just like dying to talk
1: about yeah they're just so shocking or mm-hmm. interesting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so so what was your take on like this season versus last season?
0: I do think this season is different than the first, mm-hmm. but just different. Like I think they really like push the envelope. There's a lot of progression. I really like how with this season, um, and I don't really remember the first season all that well, but what I do love about this season is you see an episode about the mom, an episode about Mm -hmm. the dad, the Mm -hmm. episode about Uncle Nassim. And so it's not just about Rami, but it's also like the exploration of like the other characters. And I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. because then it feels like more of an ensemble cast instead of it just being about like this one Egyptian boy in North Jersey.
1: Mm -hmm. I know the first season also they had episodes about the sister and about the mom, but I feel like having these additional episodes also about Rami's father and Rami's uncle, which I thought was the best episode was the one about Rami's uncle Uh, or like one of the best episodes was really really great and really adds perspective to to Rami's life story and I especially appreciated the one with you know female leads
0: one of the few themes that I that really stand out to me is one like the exploration of sex Mm -hmm. because he grew up in this like Sunni household never thought twice about it and then one day he goes to the masjid and someone there is like oh it's my last day here I'm giving in my two week notice which is funny because it, it, they make it seem like it's a job thing of course it doesn't work that way yeah but um he then goes to a sufi mosque and he just feels a lot safer there he feels more in tune he mm-hmm. gets on with the sheikh really well and so that's one thing another thing is about shame and guilt i mean people talk a lot about catholic guilt but like bitch catholic <laughs> guilt has nothing on muslim guilt like let me tell
1: you um yeah, of course. I mean, in every religion is prevalent, but I feel like we'll talk about those experiences a lot when it comes to like Christian stories or white stories, but we won't talk to that about that experience a lot when it comes to stories of other religions, especially since Islam is yeah. portrayed in such like a monolith way. So that was really interesting. And I really enjoyed this season's focus on spirituality. Uh, yeah. it had a much, I feel like when I talk about Arab versus Muslim. I feel like, so this show obviously addresses both, um, Mm -hmm. just for a little bit of background on myself, I am Arab, Uh, my parents are from Lebanon. Uh, I'm personally not religious, but I was raised Christian. And even if I'm not Muslim, there were a lot of aspects in the show that I could relate to because this guy came from an Arab family, just like a lot of Muslims yes. who watch the show. There are a lot of things that they could relate to, even though they're not Arab. Um, so I think I, you know, personally learned a lot this episode. Um, even if I, you know, studied a lot about um, Islam in college, because it was because you really saw this person trying to connect and fail time after time.
0: Yeah, and I love that he's trying. He feels really lost, which mm-hmm. is a theme we see over and over again in tv shows and in movies but what's different here is he tries to fulfill that feeling with faith and so he goes on the spiritual journey we never see that with i personally never seen that with anything else mm-hmm. usually what happens is when people are feeling lost they try to fill it with some professional endeavor or hobbies interest or a partnership a romantic relationship
1: yeah i appreciate that as well but i also appreciate the fact that the show was very nuanced about it they weren't like if you follow this path then you will be happier and a better person they do like because ultimately rami he doesn't you know he obviously fails in the end right and at the end of both seasons he tries to get more in touch with the spirituality but he does it in ways that are either clumsy or misleading and he ends up failing and i also really appreciated the um focus on his friend steve and in both the first and the second season and especially in the second season there is a scene between both of them where you know rami is really trying to be more religious and really trying to do you know to live a halal way and for steve his friend who has a serious physical disability you know he Mm -hmm. was saying how for him spirituality is actually stops him from living a more fulfilled life and i really Mm -hmm. like how i feel like every single thing in this show is super nuanced which i love yeah like you watch an episode And you leave more confused than when you started the episode. And I think that's what makes it a great show.
0: What a great way of putting it. You know, you you leave feeling more confused. What I love about Steve's character as well is that he's actually a character in the show. Like he's Mm -hmm. not being plopped in there Mm -hmm. um, as some sort of like quota. Um, But his other two friends are interesting because for me they represent the pressures that come with being muslim american Mm. you know how we see the angel and the devil on either shoulder Mm -hmm. they're kind of like that they try to help him and then finally when he is pursuing you know going to this masjid and he's actually very committed to his faith then they tell him he's too committed to his Mm -hmm. faith um and in season one they said he wasn't doing enough and that he should get married and Mm -hmm. he should stop sleeping around and it's back and forth back and forth and he really could never win with them and i think that's how it is when you are muslim american like you are always going to be faced with different opinions you're either being too muslim or you're being too american Mm -hmm. and you just can't seem to get it right if you let people dictate what your faith should be and what your life should look like yeah towards the end of the season when they're getting ready for his bachelor party he does not want to go he doesn't feel like it he feels like it's going to be an unhealthy environment he's made so much progress he doesn't want to put himself in a situation that can be put him a few steps back Mm -hmm. and he's very determined not to go and they still pressure him and pressure him and pressure
1: him it's yeah it's so interesting when you talk about like that push and pull being being too american and being too muslim like i really enjoyed that episode just episode put on Ahmad in particular it's his friend who's like a doctor he's successful he has a wife he's religious like up to that episode he just seemed like the perfect Muslim American and then you even see Ahmad struggling Mm -hmm. you know going to Atlantic City being tempted by gambling um to the point where he he's just you know addicted with gambling and he has to ask this random white dude to like press the button for him and take the money because he knows Mm -hmm. it's not halal but he's he's so
0: overwhelmed yeah
1: and then after Rami I thought one of the most powerful scenes is is when Rami was like calling him out and judging him and ahmed was like don't do that i was never i never judged you i just prayed for you right which i thought was really powerful because the issue with rami is you know he's trying to be you know especially in season two he's following this sheikh and trying to be like not overly religious but religious in a way that's almost unnatural like judging his family for eating meat that's not halal and then judging his Mm -hmm. friend ahmed for doing you know something that's not necessarily halal but you know everyone at some times You know it's hard to follow. it's hard for certain people especially when you're in an american environment to follow like the strict rules and the fact that he was so judgmental about it when like he was doing those things just a few months ago just kind of shows the reasons why why rami failed in his spiritual quest in the end
0: that episode you talk about when they're all having dinner and of course the mom prepared the food for Mm -hmm. them and he's kind of going back and forth about that with them about whether the meat is or isn't halal And his family feels very judged Mm -hmm. and really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and they have every right to feel that way because as far as they can tell, he never cared before, and suddenly, and it's interesting because he didn't cook the food, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't do the grocery shopping. He doesn't even pay for
1: the groceries, Mm
0: -hmm. yet he has the nerve to judge them for not getting the meat that he thinks should be eaten.
1: Yeah. I also want to talk a little bit more about um, his relationship with Zainab, which I thought was yes, like please. the pinnacle of him failing in the end. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so interesting. Like when he was starting his relationship with Zainab, like you just really felt like a positive progression in his mm-hmm. spiritual journey. And I was like, yeah. I was personally so happy. I was like rooting for him. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. He found like a girl that respects him and that he respects and like actually making him into a better person. But then I realized he kept on telling her, like, you're making me a better person. Like, I love you because you make me a better person. And then at the end, you kind of realize that, like, he was using her to be a better person.
0: Yes. He really is so Mm -hmm. self-centered. And that seeps into other things. And that manifests, unfortunately, in a way that ends up hurting Xana, ultimately. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because... Zainab and the sheikh have been so forgiving towards Rami Mm -hmm. throughout the whole season Like he's as honest and open as he can be and they manage to forgive him time and time again Mm -hmm. and even when he talks to the sheikh about his porn addiction um, the sheikh tells him this is something you should reveal to Zainab and he tries to open up to Zainab about it and she's like I don't even care, I don't even need to know that's Mm -hmm. how forgiving I am, that's how much faith I have in you is that that person is behind us Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with our relationship now. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that the Sheikh and Zainab were being quite naive and believing that. I yeah. think they were ultimately too forgiving. Just as much as the viewer, the Sheikh and Zainab had a hard time seeing Rami for who he is. Because it didn't really occur to me until that conversation with Ahmed at the diner that Rami was a self-centered
1: person. Mm. No, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, even after, you know, the incident at the mosque where he brought his friend with PTSD, which is a whole other thing that I also want to get into. You could tell that he was trying to repent and like get funding for the mosque and stuff, not because he really felt bad for the mosque, but just because he felt bad because he felt like he wasn't being a good Muslim and he kind of like destroyed the progress, his spiritual progression. And speaking of that scene, we have to talk about the episode with Mia Khalifa. Yes. And the Emirati guys. House. Okay, so that was the episode. I actually kind of stopped watching the show after that episode because I was just really weirded out by Mia Khalifa and the breast milk thing. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But I just want to say I love Mia Khalifa so much. I think she's a Lebanese queen. I'm actually disa- mm-hmm. disappointed. I thought she'd have like more of a recurring character thing in the show because I knew that she was in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically the episode is, so this is right after the incident at the mosque where Rami invites um, an Iraqi veteran with PTSD to the mosque who eventually converts to Islam, but he actually ends up attacking some Islamophobic protesters outside and ends up putting one of the protesters in a severe condition and he ends up dying uh yeah. and so a lot of the donator a lot of the people who donated to the mosque pulled their funding out because it was getting a lot of bad press so zayna and rami go to this emirati this really rich emirati guy's house um to like convince him to give more money to the mosque and this guy's obviously first of all a horrible muslim first of all a horrible human being um mm-hmm basically like buys Mia Khalifa for her to like stay in his house and provide her with her breast milk which I'm still very disturbed by um and it's just and just like his treatment of Zainab as like a black Muslim woman is just disgusting also but it's just so sad to have to see them like beg him for this money because basically he was their ultimate hope which I think speaks to a lot of like charitable institutions with good intentions but they need to get their money from you know, shady or unethical sources because they just Mm. need the money to survive in a capitalist society.
0: I feel opposite. Like that episode has to be my favorite. I
1: absolutely loved it. Why'd you love
0: it? Um, one, I, I love the outlandish, bizarre element of it all. Mm-hmm. I also think it was the funniest episode of the season. Mm-hmm. The whole, let, let's talk about the breast milk thing. So <laughs> I know that hadith um, about the breast milk, mm-hmm. and I think they did a decent job of explaining it on the show. I Maybe that's not true. Maybe it was just like my own information mm-hmm. that was, I made sense of it because I, under, I know I've heard that hadith mm-hmm. before. Um, so I get it his reasoning of course the sheikh's reasoning for getting her breast milk is absolute batshit crazy like that does not make sense that's not what the hadith is about but one of my favorite parts is like when it's time for them to pray it's like this super awkward scene and mm-hmm. ugh, finally the azan azan um goes off and they're like okay i have to pray this guy barges into the door he's like sheikh uh should, should i pray for you goes, yeah <laughs>
1: that was I forgot about that that was hilarious it was so oh, funny
0: my God, I mean, I could have never in a million years come up with that. That cracked me up. That's actually one of my other problems with Rami. Is like, he's a perpetual liar. Mm,
1: Everything that comes out true. of his mouth
0: is an absolute lie. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's white lies and it's big lies. And it gets him into all this trouble. Yeah, going off on the lying thing. I mean, that was the most evident, you know, in the episode with the with the Iraqi veteran with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And for me, I actually really appreciated that they included that episode. And at first I was kind of uncomfortable with the fact that there was, you know, a veteran being the the focus of an episode. Uh, personally, growing up in an Arab family, you know, right after 9-11 and the invasion of Iraq, I just grew yeah. up with a very, very negative perception of the American army. Uh, and especially, right. you know, thinking that everything in relation to um, the invasion of Iraq in 2003 was negative, And then everyone who went, uh, you know, I was very much like a kid and like with the black and white perspective of the world and that I was kind of shocked that they included like an Iraqi veteran um, in this episode. And I'm really happy that they did because they talked a lot about the issue of, you know, homelessness and PTSD, which is something that um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't realize was an issue until like I really went to college and you know, got to learn more about the conditions of veterans and stuff just because I had, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still obviously very critical of American foreign intervention and, you know, the culture surrounding the army. But the, yeah. but, you know, the trauma that these veterans have to live with afterwards is, is, is very devastating. And I am happy that the show addressed it. Um, and the fact that, like, and again, it's like Rami is using this guy in order to, like, make him feel like a better Muslim. You know, it's not because he actually cares about him. Not at all. On top of
0: that, Rami tells the sheikh, which I'm I'm very uncomfortable about lying. Like, I'm mm. a terrible liar. I try not to lie. So seeing him tell the sheikh and Zeneb that he's a friend, that mm. blew me away. Because that's mm-hmm. an egregious lie. He met him yeah. that week. I couldn't even believe
1: he <laughs> called him a friend. Like, And right when shit hits the fan, it's like oh, I actually, like, didn't really know him and, like, never checks in with him and right. doesn't really care. To the point where, like, the sheikh had to force Rami to take care of his now homeless dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, a little side note, I love the evolution of Feru's relationship with the dog. Yes, yes. So funny. Like, towards the end, like, Faru, basically, Rami's dad was, like, really upset by the fact that Rami had to now take care of this dog. Yeah. And by the last episode, Faru was, like, in love with the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I... <laughs> this is a stereotype. According to Twitter, it's, like, a popular thing around parents and all parents. Oh, it's very popular. Oh, my dad. Like, all dads are basically who are reluctant to get dogs end up loving the dog. Yeah. Uh, Because dogs are amazing. But, but yeah, I mean, his whole thing with, you know, his cousin also, and, you know, the fact that he lied to everyone about sleeping with his cousin. Um, And, by the way, I was, like, I was really falling for, like, Rami's progression, right? I was really falling for it up to the point where, like, when he actually ended up, kissing his cousin again in the season mm-hmm. two finale i was shocked but then i was like wait i shouldn't even be shocked this is all like a play you know and i kind of yeah. realized afterwards like it was all kind of fake um i do think it was weird though that the cousin came all the way to the wedding professed her love for him and then the next day was like never mind i thought that yeah. was kind of weird and yeah. i thought that wasn't great of her but also like it's on him for like making out with her, uh, sleeping with her, actually. I think he ended up sleeping with her. Yeah, um, I think the
0: presumption is. I Because I wondered the same thing because they don't show you anything. They just show you that they kissed. And then there's mm-hmm. the opening, the scene afterwards is like them getting ready for the Ketbil Kitab, which, by the way, I don't know if they ever explained this in the show, but Ketbil Kitab is the ceremony where you get religiously married, Islamically married, you're signing the contract. So
1: that's all that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I was interested. I was, yeah, I was really falling for it. And then the whole thing about polygamy, was also like because it was self-serving because he's like oh i'm actually doing a religious thing by sleeping with my cousin the night before the wedding because it's like which obviously is not necessarily not true but like it needs to be in accord with with your wife you know and he was obviously doing it out of selfish intent not because oh it's the religious thing to do
0: and that's when i realized how problematic he is was Mm -hmm. he tells her this the morning after they consummated their marriage they it seemed like they'd had a good night and mm-hmm. he chooses, like, that's how selfish he is. Letting her know about, like, how guilty he feels is self-serving in and in, in itself. Like, he mm-hmm. only tells her not for her betterment, but because he needs to get it off his chest. And he doesn't mm-hmm. even have the patience or the decency to do it at an appropriate mm-hmm. time. The timing of which he tells her
1: goes to show you what kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. I mean, obviously, not only him, I feel like, not this happens often, but people who are, W- willing to go forward with a marriage when they had you know cheated the night before I mean that just blows my mind in itself I was like oh he's not gonna go through with it obviously and like seeing him at the ceremony like smiling and stuff and her like she was so happy and she was wearing this beautiful white dress it was just so heartbreaking to see yeah because and you just knew that it was gonna end badly
0: and that's why I always thought it was weird when I saw an American television because bachelor parties and things of that nature like Mm -hmm. that's not a part of my culture or of course Islamic culture for that matter but I always thought it was weird like when they would say on tv like it's my last night being a single man I'm like wait (laughs) you're not single though you're literally engaged to be married the next day like but I want to talk about I think it's episode 9 with uncle Nassim I couldn't believe
1: I didn't see it coming. A hundred percent, I didn't see it coming either. And the episode was starting with him at the gym. I was like, "Ugh, I hope this episode doesn't focus on him. Like, he's annoying." Yeah, I was like, "He's so and toxic. We're gonna have to watch mm-hmm. him work out for three hours." <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, basically, Uncle Nassim is like the stereotypical terrible Arab male. Like, yes racist homophobic sexist like literally everything in the book right so so yeah so the episode starts with him working out and then he goes to the sauna at his gym and then he you know starts to have a sexual relationship with a man and i guess it's something that seemed very natural and that he would do often arranged so it's arranged yeah so it was revealed that he was queer um yeah, I mean, that blew my mind. And it was an explanation for everything, right? Because when yeah. you're unable to be your true and authentic self, you're going to close up on yourself mm-hmm. and be the worst version of yourself. Whether that's, you know, uh, being like super reserved and like not leaving your house or whether that's like overcompensating the toxic masculinity, which is what breaks my heart, you know, in in certain countries or certain communities, you know, including in Western societies where people cannot, people feel like they cannot either legally or they feel like they cannot be their true selves yeah it's really really heartbreaking um so i mean that that was a fantastic episode and you see him kind of maneuver you know having a relationship with this man well basically the man he used to hook up with at the gym was telling him that he wanted something a little bit more serious Mm -hmm. and the scene with him at his house when they start making out and uncle nassim punches him in the face because he was just so repulsed by what they were doing yeah was heartbreaking it was really really heartbreaking and you
0: know after he punches him and they they skip over to a scene where he's cleaning up the wound and um Mm -hmm. the guy is sitting down at the chair and he's got alcohol pads and he's kind of cleaning him up like i couldn't even believe that was happening like he Mm -hmm. just punched him in the face like if someone just punched me in the face we wouldn't be seen in the same room together (laughs) for life like that would be the end of it um but it's sad because it It seems almost as if the other guy wasn't all that shocked by his reaction, which is really saddening.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other guy was also, you know, not open about his sexuality until recently. Yeah. So I think he understands that. But at the end of the day, I think he kicked him out of his house and ended the relationship right there because he was like, you're clearly not ready. You're clearly not there. Um, And another scene that really was very touching in that episode is when he goes to his old friend's house. Um, His old friend who you know it's assumed that they used to have a sexual relationship together or some sort of even more sexual like emotional relationship together and the friend at this point, who also by lives the in Jersey. way is
0: another Arab man from his accent, I think he might be Lebanese. Yeah, um, yeah he sounded Lebanese. But you and
1: he's also Muslim as well. Mm-hmm. And at this point, this guy has a wife, has a child. You know, mm-hmm. he seems to be living a happy life in Jersey. And he calls him at some point in the episode. He doesn't answer, mm-hmm. so he just shows up at his house and he has dinner with the family. And the guy seems visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. And then they have a conversation in the living room while his wife and his child. Are, are asleep or upstairs and he was saying you know I picked this lifestyle you need to make the right choice yeah um, and they have like a slight intimate moment together where they look at each other in the eyes and they hold their hands and it was like a nice five seconds and then the friend was like we should pray together now yeah because basically what they did was so he felt like what they did was so disgusting that they needed to cleanse themselves praying actually
0: I thought differently I thought that the Lebanese man was had come to terms with his sexuality in a way that mm. uncle Nassim hadn't and he recognizes he's like look I'm gay I know I'm gay and I'm not going to be out um what I'm going to choose to do is actually just get married live with my wife have this baby and just you know have this like traditional family and yeah when he even said let's pray I wasn't even I did not interpret that at all as like, oh, we've done so many bad things that we need to now like um, repent,
1: but actually as a way to like take a breather. Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting interpretation also. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think this show really, you know, demonstrates that. Although people don't like to admit it, especially the more tradition, traditional components of any religion, that your spirituality and your sexuality are always intertwined and you cannot separate them at all. Mm.
0: Also, a big, big thing that was really subtle um, about the Uncle Nassim episode is that he might have an eating disorder. That's the conclusion that I mm. came to. Because the first time I thought, what's what's happening? He opens the fridge and he's eating Chinese food like lo mein and he's doing it with his bare hands. And I thought that was mm-hmm. fucking weird. Like never in my life have I ever been hungry enough to like eat lo mein with my bare hand. Like it's just that thought would never occur to me.
1: Mm-hmm. The way
0: he was eating um, and then towards the end of the episode, they you see him eating the cake, mm-hmm. also eating it with his hand. Mm-hmm. I think there's an eating disorder going on because... One, I don't know what other reason those eating shots would have served. um, mm. And also, the way he was eating um, made me think that he has some sort of eating
1: disorder, whether it be binging or something. Interesting. I also thought the hands thing was like, you know, he lives like... He's obviously a guy with, you know, who's pretty wealthy and he lives like in a big house, but he's so lonely, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not only does he not have a family, but he obviously like doesn't have any friends either because he's such an unlikable person. Like, Mm -hmm. even his sister just hangs out with him. His sister Mesa, who's Hirami's mom, just hangs out with him out of necessity and it's very obvious that his brother-in-law Feru really doesn't like him yeah so he, he only has people to hang out with out of necessity and I thought the eating with the hands was just like oh fuck it no one's over. I mean it's obviously kind of gross like I wouldn't do that personally if I were alone at home I would yeah. still take out a fork but I think it just kind of went to show like no one's around who cares no one even cares if I'm being clean or I'm being irresponsible or I'm being like polite but I think also um, when he was having dinner at his friend's house the wife was like, oh, you haven't lost your appetite. Like, I just think maybe he eats a lot because he, like, works out, and he's, like, a bigger man, or I don't See, know. See,
0: I thought it was opposite. I thought it was mm. a pattern because in the beginning, he's, like, binging, and then mm-hmm. I feel like there was some sort of purging going on, and then when he gets to the house, he's eating at, like, an unbelievable pace.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that, like, he has an eating disorder. I think that's yeah, what that was about, maybe. which, if that's the case, like... Rami has proved our point that this show is like truly the most nuanced show th- like thus far um, mm-hmm. because like eating disorders are typically associated with like younger women and for, mm-hmm. it, for him to like
1: I just like obsessed with body image also yeah like obsessed with yeah
0: and I think if that's another layer of it which is he's a gay man mm-hmm. who's not only not open about his sexuality but um, also has an eating disorder
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, it was a great episode. It was all very nuanced. It was all, like... Because, like, you hate this character so much up until that point. Yeah. You know? And he's still, like... And this character is terrible in every single other episode. And the fact that, like, he even leave this episode feeling bad for him, I think mm-hmm. is incredible um another episode where they talk about um sexuality or gender identity with Mesa's episode and mom which mm-hmm. is also an incredible episode um it's basic and it really shows like because I think well, when you think about Arab American you think about like Linda Sarsour Rashida Tlib, like all those people who are clearly like progressive not just on various social justice issues um including like gender sexuality and stuff mm-hmm. um and I think when you think Arab American, you know, because of those like young activists, like you don't necessarily think of the more conservative trends that exist within the Arab American community. Um, so this episode was really interesting. Rami's mom, who's an Uber driver, um, she basically picks up um, a passenger who uses they pronouns, and she was just say, and she completely misgenders them, and mm-hmm. is like obviously like it's it's as if like she's never even heard of the concept of trans or let alone being gender neutral and coming to terms with that was very interesting because she said you know like after Dina like calls her out about that and is like very upset that she would even consider doing that um and she just has so much trouble comprehending that because you know in in you know more conservative cultures are like the one that Mesa grew up in, grew up, it's not even an idea that that seems natural that comes to mind
0: right and it's interesting because Mesa's character um rami's mom she in most cases is very progressive we see that she curses a lot she doesn't wear hijab not that that Mm -mm. makes her progressive i'm just painting a picture um she reads a lot she's very
1: in tune with american media and what's hot yeah that 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 interaction of them in the uber was like really heartbreaking because i really love this character and the fact that like I mean, I understand, right? Like, for people in an older generation who have never heard of it, it seems like such a foreign concept. This is not right. just for Arab or Islamic culture. I think it's is for is, all cultures. But the thing
0: is, it's not, it's not, it's, this isn't new, right? This didn't come mm-hmm. about today. Like, mm-hmm. gender identity is not something that started 10 years ago, but because people have never heard of it, and in most cases, like, for people of her generation, like, growing up in Egypt, She's probably never seen or heard of anything like this. To her, it's Mm -hmm. a foreign concept, although we know, like, historically speaking, it isn't.
1: Yeah, for her, it's, like, a foreign concept and, like, maybe a choice. She's like, why would this person decide to do that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, she really, like, wants... It's kind of... She was kind of like Rami. Like, she really, like, wants to do better. uh, But at the same time, it kind of comes off in a selfish Mm -hmm. way. Like, the reason why she really thought about this interaction... Because it was obviously, like, an awkward interaction, right? Like, you can't be so empty-minded that you can't realize that it was an awkward interaction. But the reason she ends up really caring about it is because she got a report on Uber, um, and she was scared that it would get in the the mess of her citizenship process. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And it was just, like, so funny, because you could tell that, like, she didn't want to hurt anyone, but it was also, like, so out of self-interest that she, like, stalked this person to a bar. and And she doesn't even realize how inappropriate the stalking mm -hmm. is mm-hmm and i think it was very powerful when her daughter dina was actually accusing her of being like trump because this whole time May says, like i want to become a citizen so i could get trump out of office uh but then dina's like you could actually be so self-centered and hurtful in the things that you say and do that you end up being like trump yeah um, i thought that was very powerful also when when
0: dina tells her like no mom you're mean that mm-hmm. really made me think twice i was like Hmm. saying that someone is mean is one of the meanest things you could say to someone like yeah but being mean means you're ill-intended right like Mm -hmm. you are you know what you're doing and you're still trying to make someone else feel bad about themselves which Mm -hmm. you know what i think she was being mean because she didn't have to say anything and she kept pressing the issue what a great point. Like, I love... I never thought of that, but you drawing that comparison between Mesa and Rami really
1: puts things into perspective. Which is also interesting because Rami, I mean, it's obvious that he, he lives with his parents, but it's obviously not out of choice. It's out of necessity. And, like, there's never... Besides that one scene with his dad, there isn't a scene where, like, he really sits down with his family and, and they talk about their feelings or, like, they talk no. about... But But the fact that, like, personalities are so easily... Like transferred from generation to generation, I think, was very powerful.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that, I saw this tweet the other day um, about how like African parents, I'm not. This isn't what it said verbatim, but the general just mm-hmm. was like African parents pour their like love and affection and attention into their sons as opposed to their daughters, and then mm. the sons grow up and they're like beyond useless. Like they don't help their families, they don't do anything for them. And that is actually what's happening in Rami's household as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're, like, really doing so much for Rami. Like, it's not blatant. It's not like they only have X amount of money and they decide to send him to private school and not the sister. It's not obvious like that. But they do continuously pour so much attention into him and pay no mind to Dina, who's actually, Mm -hmm. like, pursuing something, working towards
1: something. She goes to law school for immigration law. Yeah, she's very
0: present in a Mm -hmm. way that like Rami never has been in this family. And they pay her no attention. And I think Mm -hmm. she feels that and that's a part of her like resentment and her rage is like she doesn't get anything, any attention Mm -hmm. from her family.
1: Mm -hmm. And I never felt that because I grew up in a, I was just like with my sister. Right. But I know in a lot of households you know and i know especially prevalent in arab households like the people will really put the sons on a pedestal definitely and I, th- and I think it's not only an arab thing i think it happens in every culture like I people agree. just don't realize that they put their sons on a pedestal compared to their daughters and just have higher expectations or pay more attention um or give them different rules like the daughter has to come home at 11 but the son you can stay out as mid- late as you want mm-hmm. um little things like that that uh yeah I love, I really like Dina's episode this season, but I loved her episode in season one. Remind me, what was her episode season one? Uh, So she so she's ob- she obviously like lives at home in a household where people don't really pay attention to her mm-hmm. and where like she's obviously not really in touch with her religion, but still feels the constraints of, you know, uh, traditional and cultural norms and so not mm-hmm. only Islam, but also of Arab norms. Yeah. Um, and so she ends up like at, at one point oh, she tries right, masturbating right, right. in the shower and like she can't like she just feels like it's weird with her parents around and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then she like goes out on this date with this white guy and they get along really well uh but then he like when they first start having sex he basically like tokenizes her as like an Arab girl and like wants like oh, wants to act so like gross. she's like a prisoner in Abu Ghraib oh my god I felt so disgusting afterwards I'm like this guy seems so nice and so innocent and he just wants to like liberate this like oppressed Arab girl um that, that was like a very, I love that episode so much. And yeah. I think that season one was, I think season one was great. And I, I love season two. I think they're very different. You're right. Um, season one for me explored Arab identity a little bit more. Um, so for me, season two was great because I felt like since I'm not Muslim, I feel like I actually learned a lot and I actually got to explore my own spirituality as someone who's not Muslim. Because I think everyone has a spirituality, whether they're religious or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think season one was particularly touching for me because it, it spoke a little bit more about like growing up Arab in America and what Arab culture and identity is like. And I loved seeing that portrayed on screen. Um, And I'm sure many Muslims really, you know, really love seeing portrayed like exploring Islamic spirituality in the second season. Because it kind of did that in the first season, but not as much. Yeah, I totally agree. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because it's not a religious thing. It's just like a cultural thing that exists in all cultures, that women are expected to be held to different standards and I think that this is also from season one in the first episode of season one where Rami gets goes on that date with that girl do you remember the scene where he goes on this date with this girl yes that was the first scene the first first Episode. episode um it's actually the last, you know, the first episode. And they go on this date. They, like, get along really well, whatever. Um, then, like, Rami drops her off at her car. And then she tries to kiss him. And he seems, like, obviously very weirded out by it. And then he, they, like, start making out in the car. And she wants to do, like, kinky stuff with him. And because she was, like, a Muslim woman, he just couldn't even imagine yeah. doing sexual or kinky things with her. Because... You know, in his mind, a Muslim woman is a woman you have to marry. It's not a woman who should have any sort of pleasure, sexual pleasure um, or kinks at all. That um,
0: scene is when I was totally sold on this show mm-hmm. because, first of all, that's like the Madonna complex, right? Is that men think you can have sex with certain women and that they're a vessel for pleasure. And then mm-hmm. other women, like your wife, um, are not that at all, right? It's like this mm-hmm. weird thing where like, you can't imagine a woman being two things at the same mm-hmm. time because like people don't think that women can have any sort of duality um mm-hmm. but you see with her it's like they had a great date he was super interested in her and like she's muslim like she's someone that he can marry and would want to marry but mm-hmm. his perception of her is totally turned around within minutes just because she mm-hmm. wanted to sleep with him on the first night and so she mm-hmm. asked him like oh is this because you don't sleep with people on the first night he's like no i I don't care
1: i do but it's because it's her because she's muslim mm-hmm. and he puts her in a box and also like so he uses that duality with her versus like with zainab like he obviously just sees her as like a vessel for spirituality and like a vessel for her to like lead him to be a good muslim person and to be the mother of his children and whatever so like even it's interesting how like the beginning of the season two a beginning of season one and end of season two kind of still end on that duality of rami not realizing the duality in women like either they just need to be a vessel for morality and spirituality or a vessel for sexuality and a woman for him cannot be both
0: absolutely yeah i don't think i don't think he recognizes that i don't think he's aware enough honestly i think he's so caught up in himself Mm -hmm. and it's in some ways it makes me feel for him a little because he's constantly tripping over his words he's everything he says he says it with hesitation Mm -hmm. um but yeah, he unfortunately like uses all of the w- the women we see. Uh, all of them. Mm-hmm. Like he uses all of them in different ways. I didn't even think about the way he used Xana, but I think he used her in the most He egregious probably used her the way. most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely and she like really fell for it, you know, and like she they could tell that like she really loved him and like she really thought he was a good person. Um, but I think unfortunately at the end she you know she just realized that he wasn't no Um, and going back to like his his personality I just thought it was so interesting I think like so Rami Hassan who's the character is played by Rami Youssef, who like writes and directs the show yeah and it was I actually saw an interview with him um, and he and Rami like the the actual person is like such an eloquent and cool person Mm -hmm. so it was so shocking for me to see that difference with like the character who's like so unlikable Mm -hmm. like you're rooting for him but at the same time he's such a and likable person always chipping over his words always doing you know even with like the best intentions like ends up acting in a very clumsy way Um, so I just thought it was so interesting seeing like the actual actor in real life and like how like cool I mean obviously to like write and direct a show like this you have to have some sort of uh, intellectual depth definitely Um, and but, be self-aware yeah it was really cool he's a very good actor they're all very great actors I mean Mesa's the actress who plays Mesa Hyamabas is like amazing who's also in Succession which everyone she knows is. is my favorite show yes um, great show she was like in every single Palestinian movie ever yeah so it's interesting for her to like, kind of, like I knew her from those movies um, so it's really cool to see her like enter American cinema a little bit more um, and she's a great actress. Like even in English, you know that's not easy to act in your second language at all. No. Um, oh my god, I it's could, very. Difficult. I couldn't act in my first language. Oh my god, girl, you know you know my acting and lying skills. Oh. Like no way, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I even a act terrible, English? terrible actress. <laughs> <laughs> and even worse lie. you think mariam's a terrible liar? Oh my god. Yeah, between the two of us, <laughs> we no acting career. Up. Like, it's such a Everyone, it's such a good sh- If you haven't watched it, watch it now. It's really incredible. Um, I swear, we're not sponsored by the show. We're just, we're just, like, I <laughs> we wish. have to talk about
0: this show. <laughs> I wish.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But when we were talking about Zainab, it's mm-hmm. interesting because in the beginning of the episode, or in the beginning of the show i'm excuse me in the beginning of the season when we're first introduced to Zainab, like you can tell she's very skeptical
1: and like she doesn't mm-hmm. put up with anything she was a really incredible character i don't think we'll be seeing them in season three because i think they're just like piecing up from rami because she's yeah. terrible yeah uh but I do I do love her and and the Sheikh I thought they were they were great actors and they're you know very good additions and it was great to just get more people of color also in Rami yeah uh, because usually, because usually when it comes to you know, first of all Arab representation um, is not great but when it comes to uh, I mean they're not Arab but when it comes to black Arab representation or black Muslim representation I mean mm-hmm. that's even lower of um, course, yeah. so it's really cool that that was included and also talked about racism that exists Within the Arab and Arab American communities, yeah, I thought I thought it was, I, I, so Again, I'm very happy that they included those characters and kind of talked about those issues. Um, you know, especially in the Arab world, like I feel like among Arab Americans, it's a little bit of more conversa- of a conversation, but in the Arab world, I mean, it's not a conversation at all, and it's very. Frustrating to me when you hear Arabs, you know, rightly so complain a lot about discrimination and racism and stuff, but then themselves act in like very racist and problematic ways mm-hmm. against, for example, uh, migrant workers who, who come and work in Lebanon and don't even think twice about the working conditions under the kafala system that many um, women from um, Eastern Africa or South Asia are under. Um that just doesn't give them any rights, you know. Yeah. And well, and what's cool about the whole um, I mean, not cool like important uh right now about these the glo- the protests in the U. S. that have now become global is that I feel like more and more people in Lebanon are becoming aware of uh racial issues or structural issues relating to migrant workers in Lebanon. So that's mm-hmm. really cool to see that there's at least some sort of increase of in awareness, even though it's not nearly enough. Um, and yeah, I hope like shows like Rami and maybe movements like this um contribute to like more awareness
0: thank you so much saria i'm so glad that you came on today and Mm -hmm. i'm thrilled to have you and we'll be hearing from you soon i love you so much my love i'll talk to you soon bye bye